Hey, welcome back, Survivors, to another show. We're glad that you joined us tonight. We're going to have a really good show tonight. We're going to be talking about Chicago PD and another one of their infamous blunderous decisions that they've made. You won't want to miss this, and, and you're going to probably be kind of pissed when you hear about this um, decision that they've made. But we'll get into all that in just a little bit. John, we got a beer moment, brother? Yeah, today we're going to try the Elysian Contact Haze. It's a hazy IPA. And it is hazy. It yeah. is. Yeah, that's okay. Doesn't affect the taste any. <clears throat> I'll tell you what, man, for an IPA, that's yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, I'm I don't not a like huge fan of IPAs. Me neither. Me neither, but that's pretty damn um, good. Yeah, I, I give that a, like an like a 8.25. Wow. Yeah, I like it. For an IPA? Yeah, right? Wow. What do you got, Big John? I'm going to give it a 7.5. Okay. All right. Um, but, yeah, I'm not an IPA guy at all. I don't care for them. And I'm going to give this a solid 8. Awesome. Which, for me, that's pretty damn high mm-hmm. for an IPA. No crazy hoppiness or anything like no. that. No. No, it's not. No, it's not. Just Good enough job, that you can tell it's an IPA. Mm-hmm. I like it. Good job, John. Good job. Hey. Hey, the beer <laughs> moment is brought to you by Kenny's Groceries and 1792 in Orange City. We'd like to thank all of our sponsors. Our other sponsors are Kristen and Tom Clem uh, Realtors, Clem and Company Property Investments, and CNR Constructors. You can visit the comments below. All of their information is down there, phone numbers, contact info, and their websites, so on and so forth. Please pay them a visit if you're ready to buy, sell, um, you know, remodel, or you need some beer. We appreciate it very much, sponsors. Thanks. All right. With that, we're going to go into our um, officer Fallen moment, 143 officers killed uh, uh, as of this year in the line of duty, 58 to uh, COVID-19, which is a drastic reduction from last year. Yeah, that's good. 36 firearms related and 32 vehicle related. Those two are always, always, unfortunately, on the, on the high side. Firearms and, and vehicle. Vehicle were how far apart? Uh, four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, all vehicle related. I, I lump in whenever I do this. I, I listed as vehicle related, and that includes vehicle accidents, right. ve- uh, uh, vehicle assaults, anything right. vehicle struck by vehicle, anything a, a lo- that's vehicle related. I, I lump in there as vehicle re- related. You know, we go to the range two or three times a year and qualify, and and you know, and do all the shoot don't shoot stuff and everything else. And we only went to the driving range because I was a driving instructor, pursuit instructor, and pit instructor. We only go to that once every two years. Yeah, every few years. And it's like, come on, guys. More police officers are killed in automobiles, you know, and and it just shows it. I mean, there's only four under. Yeah. And I'm not saying that those are all, you know, driver error or whatever. However, a lot of those could be be prevented if they had a little better training, learn how to operate that vehicle at high speeds, this and that. And and you think about it, um, that's the officer's office. That's where they mm-hmm. live for the twelve-hour shift with minor exits, and you know. But Absolutely. that's their office for twelve hours. Yep, their entire shift. Absolutely. Uh, so with that, we're going to move. Oh, um, to all the fallen officers this year. Salute. Salute. Rest God in bless peace. you and your families. Yes, rest in peace. All right. That being said, we still have some. 
classic stickers. So having a bad stickers, like we always say, it's it's this only smaller and stickier. So for a classic, <laughs> that's, what yeah, that's what she said. Definitely with the smaller part. Um, what was the name? Okay, you remember uh, Ted Bundy, right? Right. What put Ted Bundy in the electric chair? Well, besides the officers, what main <laughs> piece of evidence put Ted Bundy in the electric chair? Is that the question? No, no, no. I'm oh, just, okay. We're just, I'm just bantering here. Uh, Bite headlight out. Well, that's what oh, caught him. Stop. Yeah. yeah. The evidence they, they used in trial was bite marks right. on the, one of his last victims. So the question for today is, what was the name of the doctor, the forensic odontologist? You're going to have to do some research on this one. Um, the forensic odontologist who made that identification um, of, for, Ted, of Bundy. Ted, Bundy, Ted Bundy's bite <laughs> marks on his victim that really sealed the deal. Ted Mundy. Ted Mundy, yeah. <laughs> um, and the first person, the first subscriber to answer correctly in the comments below will get a classic Surviving a Bed sticker. Looks just like this, guys, only... <laughs> Smaller. Smaller and stickier. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I actually I met this doctor, and he also um, made the bite mark identification on an old case from where we worked. Really? Yeah, that's you know that uh, unsolved that went that we worked and finally yeah, solved yeah, yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, After on the dirt road. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. That's awesome that you met him though. Yeah. So was he weird? No, no. He was, he was actually pretty straightforward. Yeah. Do you remember the Emmy? I don't know if you were still working there or, not, or even there yet. There was an Emmy. I'm not going to say his name. Medical examiner. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, medical examiner. And this guy, while he was doing the autopsy, autopsy he smoked a cigar. Really? No, I didn't remember that Had a cigar going the entire time. And I, I asked him, a time, I said, Doc, why? Why are you smoking a cigar? He goes, have you smelt what I'm cutting into? <laughs> and he said, right? I'd rather smell this than that. And yeah. I said, hey, good enough for me. I said, I wanted to say, you got another one? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you walked in there and it smelled like a little bit like dead body and a lot like cigar. Was that the one while it was still at the uh, hospital? You walk right in yes. the back door and it's like, yes. there it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Sure I, was. Uh, there was a uh, an assistant medical examiner. And she was a little off. She collected, she had a little jar. Was that the blonde? I, I don't remember. Yeah. All I remember is she had a jar of all of the stones. huge stones that yes. she had collected. In the county we all worked in, right? Yeah. Yes. yes. She was yeah. blonde. When I was there, there's another um, assistant um, medical examiner, and he, he made jewelry from the stones. Really? Yes. Oh, <laughs> and oh, so many hey. suckers were this big. Oh yeah, they were crazy. Yeah, I saw ball stones and, and yeah, and, some of them were monsters. Yeah, you know they had to operate to get those. Obviously, oh. you can't pass them. Oh, like yeah, that. I yeah. mean, Jesus, and they had died with them. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Chicago PD and another fuck up on their part. This is the same agency that when we first started doing this uh, podcast, we talked about Officer French. Was yes. that her name? Yes. yes, and she had she was killed in a traffic accident or a traffic stop. She was shot and, and killed. Yeah. And uh, tradition in law enforcement for a police officer who goes to the hospital and passes away at the hospital, she's she or he is escorted 
to the medical examiner's office, and they were going to be doing that, and some administrator said, we're not... Deputy chief. Deputy chief or deputy commissioner or something like that said, we're not going to be waiting around for this bullshit. Get on with it. And it's like, whoa. Yeah, it was a tradition. Yeah. Yeah. They lined up all the cars, and they did it almost like a parade. Yeah. I mean, to the medical examiner. Right. Yeah. So, um, same agency, last Saturday... They uh, there was a shooting earlier in in the, in the city, and it was picked up by a, a shot spotter. You know the the right. I don't know exactly oh, how that works. Camera thing, thing. Yeah. yeah. Where it's it picks up. It's like tri- um, triangulates where a gunshot is, and they can narrow it down. Right. So earlier in the day, they had a shot spotter, and there was a white charger, Dodge Charger <clears throat> with a black hood, spotted driving away from this shooting incident, <clears throat> and they didn't. Didn't, didn't find it. A few hours later, this same black charger, black or white charger with a black hood, pulls up to this location in Chicago on the west side. Um, three guys get out and shoot this uh, 56-year-old guy to death right on the sidewalk. Bang, 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 bang. And they, they drive off. Um, I think somebody got the tag off of it. And moments later, law enforcement catches up with the... Well, <laughs> Is, is in the area of the vehicle. They haven't activated anything. The helicopter, for whatever reason, is was down. I guess it's bad weather. And um, officers are following it. And I sent you guys the email of the... Uh, I don't know if you listened to... I wasn't able to watch Okay. It. Well, there was... Um, you could hear over the radio where just moments, shots fired, murder suspect... Traveling, you know, one direction, and and we all, you know, heard all the, and there's some crosstalk, and but you could hear that they're catching up. Yep, that's the vehicle. All right, we're gonna catch up on the vehicle, and just before they even activate any traffic or any overheads or siren, you hear, all right, call it off, and you're, and and they're like, you understand this is a murder suspect, and and the other ones are saying. Yeah, it's a murder suspect. Call it off. And then they call it off and you say, nope, he's going the other direction. And then you hear some radio traffic. What a joke. Wow. That's 64. That's 64. Uh, Cicero now. We're notifying Cicero, yes. Yeah, 64 boy, terminate yet. Alright, 11, 64 boy for 64, terminate. Guys, hold on. Stop talking for just a second. 1164 boy, what's your last location? For a murder? 1164 boy, west, west, and uh, this road going northbound. That car is still going south. We're not following. Alright, so the vehicle's southbound on Cicero from Ogden. Alright, so 1164 boy drop anchor at Cicero and Ogden. 1164, did you copy? Copy. 99 on the way. 104. Uh oh. That's a joke. Care wanted for the murder? It is wanted. For shooting somebody, yes. Guys. Yeah. Just, you know, 
and, and we talked about it when you said you were going to do this subject. Um, it just infuriates me, number one, that that happened. Number two, this is happening all over the United States. It's not just Chicago, although I don't, I haven't heard of any murder suspects other than this one being let go. But the clampdown philosophy that has happened all over this country where police officers are just being basically told, unless you can walk over and put handcuffs on them and there's no resisting and there's no nothing else and everything goes as planned, we're not doing it. Yeah. And, and, and from the murder to the calling off, less than 15 minutes. They were right on it. They had identification. They had positive ID on the vehicle. They had positive ID. It was a stolen vehicle. Everything. It wasn't, well, we're not really sure if this is the vehicle. Right. You know, no, there was no ambiguity. They knew that this was the vehicle. This is the mentality that gave us Uvalde. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Don't do your job. So let me, let's talk about pursuit policy for a minute because I've been out of the game for a little bit and you guys were working. So let's say, LT, I'm, I'm behind a car, and I activate my lights, and they take off, and I call over the radio. I got one running from me. You as a supervisor, what do you ask me? Charges. Yep. You know, that's funny, because that's exactly what I tell my students. I, I say, I give them the same scenario, and they're, and they're like, well, let's get back up. And I said, no, you guys are the supervisor. What is the very first question you ask me? And Charges. all over, and I said, nope, you ask him. And then we, we talk about um, pursuit policy and, and um, forcible felony. What's the general pursuit policy in Florida? Forcible felony. Which is what? Which is a crime of violence against a person or the threat of violence if the person is not apprehended, that some, some violent act is going to occur if you don't stop the individual. Right. It either has happened or is getting ready to happen if the individual is not stopped. Didn't, didn't they amend FHP's policy, though? I think FHP is now, they can pursue for anything. Well, they did for a while. Okay. I just don't know if it's still that way or because not. Because one of the big As long as it's a felony. It did. I thought it was anything. Even, even traffic. It had to be traffic. at least a felony, but I don't know. But, so you have to understand. Tim, if you're listening, let us know. Tim, no. we're calling you out. Let us know what FHP <laughs> said. The policy is significantly more restrictive than what the law allows. Case law says, the United States Supreme Court says, that a pursuit falls on the, is the responsibility of the person fleeing law enforcement. Right. And, law, and by, by fleeing, they're actually committing a, a forcible felony, which then qualifies as a reason to pursue. Because they're putting everyone's life in danger by fleeing. And, and of course, you have the left-wing, crazy left-wing. I'm not talking about all left-wing, but the crazy left-wing that'll say, well, it wouldn't have been putting people in danger if you didn't put your blue lights on and try to stop them and make them run from you. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah, no, it's... it's and we'll, and we're, we'll talk about um, uh, Berkeley's... Uh, you know the only problem with the United States Supreme Court is with, with that decision? Is... The guy that dissented and said all of that, and I know exactly who you're talking about, is no longer with us. He's no longer on the Supreme Court. Oh, yeah. So, you know, that's just going to go, you know. Um, so, why, do why? because I remember just as we were getting, I was getting into law enforcement. I mean, this was like 
100 years after you. Um, <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they, they, they had gone through a big change. Hey, where, hey, hold on. Let me, let me turn it up for you. There. Can you hear it now? I can hear it now, yeah. <laughs> they had gone through a big change of not pursuing everybody because right. people were dying in car crashes for suspended license. No, they were, and I absolutely agree with that. I think that, you know, your, your basic misdemeanors and this and that, you know, traffic offense, whatever – yeah, they become a felon when they start, you know, or fleeing. But but I don't think we should chase for those basic misdemeanors, you know, the real petty misdemeanors. Right. But, buddy, if it, in my book anyway, this is my opinion only, only my opinion from the old person in the room. <laughs> if it's a freaking felony of any kind, shape, or form, then by God, they should you should be able to pursue them till the damn tires fall yeah. off. Or until it becomes so dangerous, meaning you're coming up to a school zone, you know school just let out, you, you know that they're heading in the direction of a school zone, and it's a grand theft, no violence involved, it's still a felony. Okay, we might want to you know, think about that one. But that's the supervisor's decision to say, eh, let's break this one off. Yeah. Not freaking murder. Yeah. I See, mean, personally, I, three murder suspects. I, I think what we should do is we should... You know, and don't disclose what day of the week it is, but like just take two days of the week and say you're allowed to pursue these two days. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, that's and don't say and don't tell anybody what those two <laughs> days are. Well, no, only, only the cops on duty are. No, I'm are saying aware. I mean, the yeah. bad guys don't tell anybody because there are bad guys know that we're not allowed to pursue. Yes, they do. I mean, we had a situation where a vehicle matched the description of a armed robbery suspect, so therefore pursuit was valid. Um, and the neighboring agency to our city found a vehicle matching that description. So they're trying to stop what they believed might be armed robbery suspects. Okay. So they turn the lights on, search, you know, start to try to stop them. They take off and you can see the driver is just keeps looking back like, you're not supposed to be following me. You're not supposed to be You ran into a house. I ran into a house. I mean, he drove into the house. So, with Chicago, uh, those guys still haven't been caught. Because it was a stolen vehicle. And they're gone. And, and, it's, and they were a murder. So yes, well, maybe you yeah. could call that odontologist. <laughs> yeah, right? No, definitely nope. not. Um, so, so, let's new talk, policies. Yeah, so we're going to talk about different agencies. Well, what's the new policies? Um, oh, sh- Chicago, yeah. actually, they did, their pursuit policy is pretty normal. So I don't, that's the one of the big puzzler. They don't have a new vehicle pursuit policy that would qualify for this. What they do have is a no foot pursuit, no foot pursuit policy, which is the dumbest thing in the world. Right. So last yeah, well, so last year. Last year, there was an, uh, it, was, it was all over the national news. A 13-year-old kid out at 3 o'clock in the morning with a handgun gets stopped by Chicago. They should, make, they should pass a law that says you can't be 13 and have a handgun. Yeah, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Wait, yeah, wait. I, let's work on that. Let's yeah. get that law passed. <laughs> so, I mean, Jesus. 3 o'clock in the morning, um, Chicago PD checks out with this kid. Um, and I think there was somebody else involved anyway. So he takes off running down this alleyway and he stops and he has a handgun and he, he goes to, um, he turns, he turns on the officer, on the officer and they shoot him, kill him. And it's like, Oh, cops just murdered a 13 year old boy. 
Yeah, he had a handgun. So, Chicago PD, in response to that, no foot pursuits. And look at their crime rate and yeah. what it is, do, it is doing to this day right now. It's got to be probably the highest in the entire nation now. Yeah. If not, it's right up and they, there. They have the most murders. They don't have the, the <clears throat> highest murder rate, but they do have the absolute most murders. Yeah, yeah. And it's shootings. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, here's a crazy thing. This is what's happened to our country, though. I drove. I had to drive up to New Jersey last week. Okay, I'm now, sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Keep in mind, <laughs> and New Jersey State Police are considered one of the there? yeah one of the premier agencies. Yeah, you always hear about New Jersey. New State Jersey Police. State Police. Thank you, sir. I yeah. kid you not. They have the flashing, you know, the signs over the roadway and all that stuff, mm-hmm. or it says, you know, crash ahead. You know, yeah, pretty standard. Yes. Yeah. New Jersey State Police hiring. Oh, right. Like, I mean, if if you put an application in with New Jersey State Police, mm-hmm. it was like one of 10,000 applicants, and they would go through with a fine-tooth comb. And if you had anything misspelled, right, you know, anything... They were at the top of the top. The absolute best. Yeah, but I mean, if, if you're... Application had anything misspelled, anything crossed out, any anything not perfect, right in the trash. Yeah, they didn't yeah. even bother looking at it. That's why I said they want they want the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. And now and, and now they they're have begging to advertise. People. They have to beg people to become cops. Yeah. So running away from the cops is no longer a crime in Chicago. So you can just run away either in a vehicle if you've murdered somebody or on foot. So that spurred me to look at some other. Uh, state laws, and there's a probably a ton more than I've listed here. Um, Washington state law, as of I think it was, I sent you guys this uh, January of this year. Whole shit ton of new laws came in. Um, Washington, any officer in the state of Washington may not use a canine to effect an arrest. What? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> um, no tear gas. Because it makes it well, makes people cry. See that that's that's a result of all the riots they had. Right, exactly. Okay, and now they actually have to. You can use it as long as it is as long as it is declared a riot. Okay. So there's certain criteria, you know, but you have to wait until it's been declared. <laughs> well, that's not, so you're not saying pepper spray. You're just saying no, tear gas. gas. And, and I, I was going to look at, see if it, it didn't, it said specifically tear gas, and okay. I don't I don't know if they were including in lower. And, and tear gas, and that's because of the, right. that's what they were doing. But for it doesn't the include pepper spray. Right. Okay. Because once, once the, it's declared a riot, then he uses tear gas to disperse the crowd. Yeah. But until it is dec- declared a riot, which I guess is a mostly peaceful yeah, protest. Yeah, right, of course. Yeah. You, you burn a building, that's peaceful. And I, I, and I think they went, <laughs> I think they went 300 days in a row in yeah. Portland mm-hmm. with them the, declaring the, a riot. The, the, the summer of love. Yes. Yeah. Um, Berkeley, California. The city council in Berkeley uh, passed Burkdot, and what it did is it Civilians rule, are making traffic stops. Well, not only that, but law enforcement is not allowed to make traffic stops for minor offenses. Yeah, 
Well, it's Berkeley. Yeah, I, I mean, come on. Well, and, and here's my question. Because, yeah. oh, go ahead. You okay. know, I mean, I, I, I live in Florida. I know Florida laws. Right. Okay, I'm not sure what California law is, but why the hell would you stop for someone who's not a police officer? Right. They have no lawful authority to detain you. That's and and when I was reading this article, I think there was somebody. It wasn't the governor because he'd probably sign it. There was some sheriff. That's what it was. It was a sheriff saying, "You can't have this because civilians are not authorized to be making traffic stops. It's against because, the law." Because when you're stopped and on a traffic that stop, is a seizure. That is a seizure, a detention. Yep. And it has to be supported by probable cause or at least reasonable suspicion. Yep. Okay, but only law enforcement can do that. You know, you you're not allowed to detain someone. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, actually, you me, are. Well, if you're making a citizen's arrest, you are. Yes, but they don't on have a to yield felony. But, right. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, LT, John, why is it important for law enforcement? There's, there's two reasons I could think of for law enforcement to stop vehicles that have broken taillights, that have that have rolled through stop signs, um, various minor offenses. Well, I mean, that, that's actually where most serial killers get arrested. But, Ted Bundy, we talked about right. earlier. Yeah. But, Headlight out. But, and, and they're not pretextual, per se. Um, and pretexts are were ruled... Where, where you stop something, and they're, they're legal, but you yes. stop someone for a, you know, for a minor traffic offense with the intent of trying to find something bigger. Right, right. right. But... And the Supreme Court said that those are fine. They're, they're perfectly legal. Absolutely. As long as it was a legitimate reason. Lawful stop. Lawful stop. Right. So, yeah. We stop. Oh, come a. on. You know that all traffic stops are pretextual. <laughs> a, we want we want safe vehicles on the streets. Right. Bottom line. And we get dope out of it. We get warrants. We get burglars. We get serial killers. So, uh, limb this pig a little bit. I've got some other cities and states. Uh, Minneapolis. And a lot of other cities, left-winging cities have, and and this was within the last couple of years where it's all been defund the police and blah blah blah. They, the, the city of Minneapolis, a they were going to um, disband the city police department. Yeah. But not only that is they had they had um, a commitment to reduce police presence presence in schools. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and God. New York City, and we talked about this. Yeah, week. we don't need cops in schools. Right. <laughs> Evidence by what's been going there, on. There's lately. no school shootings ever. Yeah. Never, ever. Um, New York City stopped, a, a few years ago, they stopped uh, Terry Stop and Frisks. You can't do a right. Terry Stop. And mo- most recently, they stopped uh, qualified immunity for law enforcement. Why would any cop want to be in law enforcement without qualified immunity? That just, just makes sense. Oh, it. hell no. No. Hell no. And just real quick before we get... Before we finish, um, why don't you tell us what qualified immunity is? Just you know, to so qualified we- immunity is basically as a police officer, if you are acting in the duties and under the color of law, and within your policies of your agency, you are thereby thereby immune from prosecution as long as you were within the canons of the laws and ethics and and uh, policies of your department, you're immune from prosecution for doing your yeah, It's not just prosecution. You're also immune from civil civil liability. Civil liability. Absolutely. You can't be Both. sued as okay. long as you are complying with right. state law, policy, policy yes. all that. And the ironic thing is, it does not just apply to police officers. 
It applies to any government employee, right? Including yeah. politicians, including prosecutors who have who who have who have to do their they job. have they have sovereign immunity, just right? About. Yeah. So, um, so where does this end? How does this end? The only way it's going to end is when, in my opinion, is when these United States of America and the citizens that inhabit it say enough is a freaking enough. Let's give the power back to the police agencies. Yes, with some governance, of course. Absolutely. But let's give the power back to the police departments. Let's take away all this crazy notion crap that's going on. And we want law and order in our society. What? Until that happens, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And, you know, I talk to 90% of the people I talk to. I don't know if they have the same beliefs I am. And, of course, a lot of people I associate with are either law enforcement, former law enforcement, or family of law enforcement. But everybody I talk to says the same thing. This shit has to come to an end soon, like real freaking soon. Or our children are not going to freaking survive. I I just want to make a quick point. No, absolutely. I, I, I do think one of the most important things is the sheriffs in this country are what's going to save us? Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. most of them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But especially but, Florida. Well, yeah, yeah. but, but here, here's what's going to happen. You know, you have LA County, Sheriff Villanueva, mm-hmm. okay, is actually trying to do his job, trying to do what he's supposed to be, trying to do what he was elected to right. do. Okay. And the Wait, is that stop crime? <laughs> <laughs> well, so the LA Commission just voted that, oh, we have the authority to remove the sheriff if we don't like him. Oh, my God. And that's a they constitu- voted themselves that? And that's, that a, yes. and that's <laughs> a constitutional officer. Well, yeah. these are the same assholes, not them in particular, but our politicians that vote themselves pay raises right, right and left. Yeah. Right. yeah, but, you know, so that's that's going to be overturned. They're, they're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, right. I don't think they, that, because, I mean, the governor can, can remove a... A sheriff, yes, for but, cause. but not a for for cause like right. like the sheriff in was it West Palm Beach where the mm-hmm. Stoneman Douglas yes. shooting was yes. they yes. removed the sheriff because yes. there were so many incidences. Brian Israel, Israel, yeah, yep. um, and they he removed him. He's got a freaking mind like a steel trap. <laughs> it, 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 he remembers <laughs> crap like I, you can't even believe. If the world was full of Sheriff Clark's. Sheriff Grady Judd, Sheriff Clark from mm-hmm. Arizona, no, right? Uh, Clark is, um, uh, yeah, he's up Milwaukee. Milwaukee, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, okay. okay I'm sorry. You're thinking of, uh, you're thinking of uh, Ohio. Joe Arpaio. Joe Arpaio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that the one, had the, the pink, yeah. pink. Yeah, and, and yep, that's Ohio. Okay, if Clark had, was in 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 Milwaukee, if right. we had those two, and if we had Grady Judd's. Yep. Here in Florida, Wayne Ivy, Wayne Ivy. Yep. If yep. we had a whole freaking country full of them, we would have no goddamn crime uh, problem. Prime problem. Right. Absolutely. But, all right, let's land this pig. All right, um, hey guys, I hope you appreciate the show. Thanks. Um, I, we want you to subscribe. Uh, give us comments like uh, in the uh, um, comments be- comment section below. Let us, you know, give us some ideas. Um, final comments, or I don't have any final right. comments other than America. Wake up. That's all I can say. Just wake up. All right. At Surviving the Badge, we still got to get to six. six.